Alright everyone, this is Tim of the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. It's Friday, July 30th. Camp is full in effect. Closing in on FanFest and the Giants opening preseason game with the Jets. Hopefully with the new COVID protocols going on, we'll still be able to attend. I am planning to attend both FanFest and the and the first Jet game, a Giant Jet game. I do have the Coach's Club ticket that we're going to be trying to give away. Uh, haven't figured out how to do it yet, but we'll figure it out sooner than later. First, let's start on some giant news from Training Comp. Per some ESPN sources, and they're not my sources, uh, it looks like Shane Lemieux has avoided serious injury. Um, this is per ESPN report, not not mine. Not believed serious enough to end his season. He was carted off on the field in practice, did not appear to have any ice packs or anything on either knees, and what's considered an encouraging sign. Um, I don't know. Is 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 that is is I mean, that's, I think the Twitter sphere can now relax and find something else to blow up about. But I, you know, we have to wait and see. We we got to kind of um, take this report with a grain of salt. We have to wait and see what happens. You know, if he's out for a week, you see if he's out for a month, you don't know. It's it's just one of those things. It's it's Shalem was a guy that had a poor rookie season in some regards, filled in when needed. He couldn't pass block to save his life. Uh, in 299 pass blocking attempts, he surrendered five sacks, 25 pressures, and 14 of them uh, on true pass sets. He really had the inability to secure, to secure any of the interior parts of his line. And, you know, it, it was an issue for Daniel Jones when he took over starting job in week eight. I'm, I'm not, you know what, I'm not a Daniel Jones apologist. I'm not a Daniel Jones hater. But when, you know, people hurt Daniel Jones in regards to what he can do performance-wise, Shane Lemieux did that in certain times. So it's not like we we lost this, you know, lost. Like I said, it's not like we lost Jonathan Ogden or, or Anthony Munoz. I said it yesterday. It's a guy who was brought in, put in a bad situation as a rookie, played well with the solid run blocker, but terrible pass blocker. So it's not like I ever really thought that Shane Lemieux was going to come. I still think what needs to happen is Jonathan Harrison needs to take over center and we need to move Nick Gates back to guard. Just throwing that out there. Just say, I'm just throwing out there, just saying that. Other big news out of camp the other day was Joe Judge and his conditioning. He's not going to relax on his conditioning. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just it. He, he's not just going to, he's not going to let up on it. This again is one of the dumbest camp observations that I've ever seen. What coach isn't big on conditioning? What coach sits there and goes, you know, I don't think we should do any conditioning drills today. I think my guy should be nice and fat. And I love Jojo. Conditioning is part of football. Yeah. That's just, it's the way it is. But there's a point between conditioning and there reaches a point where it becomes Almost, you know, and, and I love it because right now all the players are buying it and that's fantastic. They all bought in with Greg Shiano as well until year two, until they started to lose. And you know what? You can do whatever you really want to do. Ask Bill Belichick in regards to conditioning, being a hard ass and all this, as long as you win. As soon as you start losing, that's when the player's mindset changes. That's when the players decide we are professionals. Treat us like professionals. It works in college. It just does not translate well as a head coach in the pros. But like I said, it's, I just read some of this. Like I said, I'm old school guys. I've been reading the paper since it's like, I've been, I've been truly reading the paper. I would say since 79, you know, I, I go back to like Dick Young 
in the daily news and things like that. I mean, so you know, when, when the newspaper was the newspaper, where you got your news from the paper, and the sports writers were there with the team daily, day and night. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just to me, it's just it's just not news. I did want to talk about Daniel Jones briefly because of the fact that I was thinking about this, and I know everyone gives. Oh, oh God, Tim is thinking, still hiding in the basement. But I was thinking about this. Daniel Jones going into year three. This is this truly is the make or break season. This is it. I mean, this this is what we're going to get. And I don't think he's going to get a. I don't think he's going to get a season four unless there's an injury that derails him in season three and we can't get a clear perspective. If he plays anywhere between 14 to 15 games, we're going to know what he is. And everyone's always, you know, and I love it because I am probably the oldest giant YouTuber. And I've said that a million times. I, I go back to seeing Phil Sims being drafted. My father was a giant fan before me. So I heard firsthand stories about YA Tittle and child and Charlie Connolly. Connor Connerly, Chuck and Charlie. Little known fact: Charlie became the first Marlboro Man. Yeah, Madison Avenue. He was actually the Marlboro Man. Any of those pictures you see in the '60s and stuff—that's Chuck and Charlie. But Daniel Jones, if he's going to be an elite giant quarterback, and I laugh because the Giants have been around since the '20s. They have been one of the—they are the corner, one of the cornerstone franchises. And they, to me, only really only had four great quarterbacks. And that's how hard it is to get a quarterback in this league. It's not, and this is going back to the twenties. Think about it. You can you, Eli Manning, Phil Sims, White Hill, and Chuck and Charlie. I'm not throwing Kerry Collins in there because he, to me, he was not a, he was a good giant quarterback. He was not a great giant quarterback. And then you've had a lot of ancillary quarterbacks around them. And you, you had a lot of whiffs and busts. And this is what I've been trying to tell younger fans and everyone else. You may not, we may not hit on Daniel Jones. It's not the end of the world if you don't hit on your quarterback in the draft because how many teams have been searching for a franchise quarterback and taking them 20 years to find it? The Giants got lucky that there was a drought between 93 and 2004, and Kerry Collins filled in some of that. And for one season, Danny Cannell did. And even Dave, even the venerable Dave Brown had a 9-7 and seven season. So, I mean, it's it's... It's hard to find a quarterback. It's hard. And that Daniel Jones, like I said, is going to have to pass his way into greatness with the Giants. Now, no one's really going to remember YA or Charlie. Charlie was an MV, two-time league MVP. He was also a championship quarterback. YA, again, was a two-time MVP, NFL MVP. Led the Giants in the championship game. Didn't win, but there's the iconic picture of the bald eagle after the game kneeling on the field, helmet off, head bloodied. To me, that's the iconic giant photo. But he, again, he was a, he was a pro bowler. He was an MVP. Phil Simms, who came in in 79, showed when he played his rookie year why Bill Walsh wanted to draft him over Joe Montana. But then the injury bugaboo hit him, hit him big time. He had, he had, a, rough, he had a rough injury. Since the day he came into the league till till uh, till 1984, when he solidified the giant passing position and threw for 4,000 yards for the first time ever, or I should say, his first quarterback, Giants quarterback, threw for 4,000 yards, led to the Giants of the 86 Super Bowl, was part of the 90 team, held all the giant passing records until Eli Manning, 
And then, of course, Eli Manning in 2004. He made he had a terrible 2004 season. Made a nice jump in 2005. Took the team to the Super Bowl in 2007. Won another in 2011. Holds all giant records. Most 4,000 yard passing seasons. Had 33, you know, multiple 33 over 30 yards. I mean, 30 touchdown passing seasons as well. Made the playoffs. He has a fantastic playoff record. But, of course, that record dips after you go through the 2007-2011 season. But you know what? I'd rather have the two Super Bowls because I think, I think Ernie, of course, he was smart enough when we got him. to He went after his man. And, and I've said this before a million times. That's what, that's what Dave Gellman did. He went after his man. He got his man in Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones, and it's not anything of news, has to step up. Has to turn around and show that he can be... And I don't even need him to be in that that Hall of Fame roll call of giant quarterbacks, Ring of Honor quarterbacks. I don't need I don't need him to be in that. I need to be I need him to be somewhere between Phil Sims and Kerry Collins. I need him to go out there and not manage the game, but not lose the game. Be daring, but not be overly daring. Because of the fact that he has a, you know, he has a tendency of turning the ball over in the red zone, or, or choking in the red zone, he needs to become a better red zone quarterback. I'm, I'm hoping that he can find his way, and has the ability to progress forward. But this is this is to me this is it for him, and I think in a lot of ways it's you know it's it's it for the organization as well. Because like I said, you don't make that draft day trade unless you are building up an insurance policy in first rounders just in case you need to get a quarterback. Plain and simple. Because you passed up on Michael Parsons and, and that front seven of Dallas, I know their secondary is Pearl Harbor, but that front seven of Dallas, man, that, that is a scary front seven. You've got a scary front seven in Washington with a scary secondary as well. And Philadelphia Eagles are just the Eagles. They're known for cheesesteaks right now. And that's it. Cheesesteaks and the Mummers. Look up the Mummers, guys. And probably a lot of people outside of Philadelphia already don't know what the Mummers Day Parade is. It's an iconic thing in Philadelphia. But Daniel Jones has got to push forward. Daniel Jones has got to move on. I don't need him on the Rushmore, Mount Rushmore Giant quarterbacks. I need him somewhere in the visitor center. And again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you could like, if you could subscribe, bring that play thing with the means, that'd be awesome.